podcast, NFL version. This week, we're going to look at all of week six action. Are the refs really as bad as we all think they are? Are is? Is there parity in NFL anymore? That didn't seem like in a lot of the games this week. A lot of games were blowouts. A lot of close games, but a lot of games were blowouts. And who's who's legit? Who's the contenders? Who's the pretenders? Who do we have to worry about come playoff time? And who are the teams that are just kind of lingering around long enough for us to make fun of them in the last couple of weeks of the season? First, we're going to go ahead and get started, get on the Thursday night game. Tampa Bay Buccaneers 28-26. and 26. Uh, I am confident that the NFL, the referees, the players, and everybody is in on this. Uh, the, the line for this was set at 6.5. I had the over, thought Tampa Bay was going to easily win by over six and a half. Philadelphia scores a touchdown late in the fourth quarter in a game they have no chance of winning, and they go for freaking two. What the hell is going on in the NFL? Why go for two? Just kick the freaking extra point, lose by seven, and let everybody who chose the over in Tampa Bay, which is the majority of people, win. And then Tampa Bay gets down in the red zone in garbage time, obviously, and they just kneel it. Kick the freaking field goal so I can cover the six and a half, you jerk. Oh, man, that was frustrating watching. Tom Brady rolls 34-42, 297 yards passing, two touchdowns, one interception. Leonard Fournette, 22 carries, 81 yards, two touchdowns. Antonio Brown, oh, my, can you imagine – being an Antonio Brown fantasy owner and sitting him on your bench after last week's performance. Well, I'm an idiot. And I did nine receptions, 93 yards and a touchdown. I don't know why I had him on my bench. I lost again this week. I lost this week in fantasy football by 0.06 points. Who the hell loses in fantasy football by that little bit of a margin? Jalen hurts 12 for 26, 115 yards, one touchdown, one interception, Jalen Hurts ran for 44 yards again uh, on 10 carries, two touchdowns. Philadelphia loses 22 to 28 to the Tampa Bay. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers, five and one, leader in the South. Uh, Philly moves to two and four. They are tied for second in the East. Next game, we got my Cowboys going into overtime because the NFL has not found a way to identify where the ball is in a pile. This is the stupidest thing and is the most overlooked thing that the NFL has right now. Why do we not have a system where we can track the football in a pile? Why do we not have a system where we can put sensors on the football and know exactly where that ball is at all times? It would make so many of these reviews superfluous Dak scores on a third and goal but he's in the middle of a pile and nobody can see the ball so they don't call it a touchdown they call it fourth down then he goes for it on fourth down and fumbles the ball why is there not a system in place in a multi-billion dollar industry why is there not a system in place where we can track where the ball is at all times put sensors on the ball put something on the ball that way we can know exactly where the ball is at all times we don't have to use our eyes. I don't understand why this is such a complicated fact for the NFL not to have. This seems like the easiest fix in the entire world. You wouldn't have any issues about, oh, where was the ball when he went out of bounds? Oh, did he get the first down? Or is it fourth down? Did the ball cross the 25? Or is it still at the 24? 
it's it seems so simple to me. And the fact that we're relying on human eyes, it's it's the same thing in the MLB. Get freaking robo umpires in there. We want these games to be right, correct? And the fact that we're adding in, I know this is a tangent, but just stay with me. The fact that we're adding in gambling to almost every single state and the NFL is actively pushing it, there are going to be, and I, I don't wish this on anybody, but quote me, there are going to be murders over this. If you don't believe me, go look at some South American soccer games where people bet on them. These referees get killed when they make the wrong mistake. What I'm saying is bring in something that can definitively show, definitively show where the ball is. Obviously, we're not going to fix everything. We're not going to fix these horrible pass interference calls on either team. We're not going to fix the laughable roughing the passer penalties that were on Kyler Murray this week that were ridiculous. But uh, the NFL has a problem right now with get too much guesswork. And it's just going to get amplified and worse the more betting gets into the NFL and the more betting the NFL pushes. Back to the game. That was a bit of a tangent there. Sorry about that. 35-29, Cowboys move to 5-1, and one, go into Foxborough and beat the Pats. Pats look good, man. Mac Jones is a game manager, good quarterback. He's a, he's, uh, he's Moxie Mac is what they're calling him. Moxie Mac. He's got a lot of poise in the pocket. 15 for 21 for Mr. Mac Jones, two touchdowns, one interception. Damian Harris. Damian Harris was getting chunk yardage on the ground against the Cowboys defense. 18 carries, 101 yards, one touchdown. Dak Prescott, 36 for 51, 445 yards, three touchdowns, one interception. Dak is having a year, man. Dak looks healthy until he sprained his calf on the celebration of the touchdown, <laughs> the touchdown win. Zeke and Tony Pollard combined for over 100 yards again. Zeke had 17 carries for 69 yards. Tony Pollard had 10 carries for 41 yards. Both had 4.1 yards per carry. CeeDee Lamb is the number one target for Dak. He's the number one target for Dak. It's no longer Amari Cooper. It's CeeDee Lamb. Nine receptions, 149 yards, and two touchdowns for CeeDee Lamb. This is a good game. Extremely entertaining game. It, it, would, it was even more entertaining if you weren't a Cowboys fan and absolutely furious that they didn't call Dak in on the touchdown there on the third and goal. Next game we got, we head over the pond. We go over to London Town and watch the Miami Dolphins versus the Jackson Jaguars. Jaguars going into this game with no wins in the last 375 NFL games played. I think something like that. Uh, no, they've they've been 19. I think they were they were 0 and 19 going into this game in their last 19. They come out with a win. They come out with a win. Two gigantic field goals at the end of the game by Mr. Jamal. Uh, or, I'm sorry, Matthew Wright. Matthew Wright hit two. One was for 52 yards. The game winner was for 52, I believe. And the field goal to tie the game up was for 54. So, Urban Meyer still doesn't have a win in the NFL on U.S. soil, but he goes over to London Town, picks up his first win. Jags win 23-20. Trevor Lawrence, 25 for 41, 319 yards, one touchdown, no interceptions. James Robinson, 17 carries, 73 yards, one touchdown. Marvin Jones Jr., who would leave him on the bench? What an idiot. What an idiot. Marvin Jones Jr., seven receptions, 100 yards, one touchdown, sitting on my bench, just racking up points, just making me oh so happy. Tua Tungavailoa, 33 for 47, 329 yards, two touchdowns, one interception. Mike Gusecki, eight receptions, 115 yards, no touchdowns. Jalen Waddell. 
had two touchdowns in this game. Little Bama to Bama action there. Jags win. They moved to one and five. <laughs> uh, that might be the only one they get all year. The next next game. Next game. Oh, man. I'm trying to. There, there, there were a bunch of good games this week, and then there were a bunch of crappy games. Next game Green Bay, I own you. I am your daddy. Packers, 24. The Chicago Little Baby Boys, 14. Packers go into Soldier Field, beat the Bears by 10, 24 to 14, and Rodgers has one of the one of the best belt putting on celebrations I think I've ever seen. Just on his butt in the end zone, game winning touchdown. Oh, discount double check, baby. Uh, allegedly, some fans were flicking him off. Rodgers turns around and says, "I own you. I own this team. I own this town. I own this stadium." He's 175 year old, years old, still talking trash. I love it. I love it. Aaron goes 17 for 23, 195 yards, two touchdowns. Devontae Adams, four receptions, 89 yards. Not a lot of offense in this. Justin Fields looked good. 16 for 27, 174 yards, one touchdown, one interception. I know those stats don't sound fantastic, but there were a lot of throws that Fields made where you could just tell, yeah, this guy has a potential to be a good starting quarterback in the NFL. There were also a couple times where he kept the ball a little too long. He took four sacks, 37 yards, and there were one or two passes where he should have made. He just hasn't learned how to throw his receivers open yet. That's just something you're going to have to learn as an NFL quarterback going down the line. Green Bay's offensive line in the first probably quarter, some in the second quarter, couldn't protect Carson or Carson Wentz, Aaron Rodgers at all. Uh, the Bears were getting a lot of pressure on Rodgers. Uh, in the second half, the second half adjustments that they made in the locker room helped Green Bay quite a bit. I, I know they they outscored Chicago 14 to seven in the second half, but early on in that game they were getting a lot. Chicago was getting a lot of pressure on Aaron Rodgers. Next game we got the Joey Football Bengals versus the Motor City Crybabies, the Detroit Lions. Somebody, <laughs> oh man, somebody said White Boy Rick from the documentary. I don't know if y'all if y'all have seen it. White Boy Rick was in attendance for the Detroit game. They said, man, Detroit fucked his career up once, put him in jail for twenty something years. We're gonna fuck him up again by losing. Detroit is awful. Jared Goff is trash. Joe Burrow goes 19 for 29, 271 yards, three touchdowns, one interception. Joe Mixon, 18 carries, 94 yards. Uh, Joe Mixon did have a receiving touchdown. So did Chris Evans. Jamar Chase has four receptions for 97 yards. Jared Goff, 28 for 42, 202 yards, no touchdowns, one interception. DeAndre Swift couldn't get anything going. 13 carries, 24 yards, one touchdown. He's my starting running back in fantasy. Could not get anything going. TJ Hawkinson, eight receptions for 74 yards. The Lions are terrible. <laughs> the Lions are so awful. I, I think after, after seeing every team in the NFL play at least once, the Lions are the worst team in the NFL. <laughs> speaking of the worst team in the NFL, and speaking of lack of parity in the NFL, next game we have the Houston Texans versus the Indianapolis Two Sprains Carson Wentz Colts. Dude, Wentz looked good. 11 for 20, 223 yards, two touchdowns. Wentz looked pretty good in this game. Didn't do anything amazing, but I definitely definitely looked like a game manager. And I think that's what Indy needs to hang their hat on this year, is Carson Wentz just being a very serviceable quarterback. Jonathan Taylor, that guy is a beast. That guy is a beast. 
14 carries, 144, 145 yards for Jonathan Taylor, and two touchdowns. He's eighth in attempts right now, rushing attempts in the NFL, fifth in yards, uh, tied for seventh in touchdowns, and seventh in yards per attempt. The kid's good, man. It's crazy that the kid from home improvement is now an NFL running back. I just I never saw that. Jonathan Taylor Thomas, 14 carries, 145 yards, two touchdowns. T.Y. Hilton came back and had a deep ball. T.Y. and Paris both with deep balls. T.Y., four receptions, 80 yards, no touchdowns. Paris Campbell with a 51-yard reception for one touchdown. Paris Campbell did go out in this game. Uh, I am not sure what his injury status is. It was his foot. I am not sure if it is a serious – oh, he was placed in the injured reserve. So it is slightly serious, guys. He's in the injury reserve, so it is slightly serious. David General Mills, 29 for 43 for the Houston Texans, 243 yards, two touchdowns. Mark Ingram, 18 carries, 73 yards. I keep forgetting Mark Ingram's still in the league. Brandon Cooks with a quiet nine receptions, 89 yards. Houston's terrible. Houston's just awful. I think Indy's going to finish probably second in this division. I don't think they're as good as Tennessee, but I think they'll finish second here. Next game we got just just another. But where's the parity gone in the NFL? Where's the parity gone? Is it just this week? I feel like there's a lot of upper echelon teams, and then there's four or five teams that are just solid crap. And I don't remember the crap teams in the NFL being this crap. I mean, it is, it is crap crap. I mean, like like seven layers of of shit crap awful matthew stafford 22 for 28 251 yards four touchdowns one interception daryl henderson jr for the los angeles it still feels weird calling him the los angeles rams daryl henderson 21 carries 78 yards one touchdown cooper cup nine receptions 130 yards two touchdowns i don't know what's going on in new york uh their their leading receiver he's out he's on the ir Daniel Jones gets banged up every single game. Saquon Barkley, he's out. I don't I don't think this coaching staff and the Giants is going to last all year. I mean, Kadarius Toney, balling out, got hurt. Saquon Barkley has hurt every other play. I mean, John Ross hurts. He gets hurt when he sneezes. And he's going to be probably their healthiest uh, wide receiver going into next, next week. Daniel Jones, 242 yards, uh, three interceptions. There's nothing good. There's nothing good going on in New York right now during football. The Giants and the Jets are just atrocious. Sterling Shepard, 10 receptions, 76 yards. Los Angeles Rams moved to 5-1. and one. New York Giants moved to 1-5. and five. Like I told you all last week, like I've been telling you this entire time, there is only one team in the NFC East that is any good. It's the Cowboys. That's it. Nobody else in the NFC East even matters. Los Angeles at 5-1 and one is only in second in the NFC West. The NFC West might be the best division of football. Might be the best division of football. Next game, the Chiefs, the Kansas City Chiefs, get back in the winning ways against the Washington football team. This was a game early on. Going into halftime, it was 10-13 Washington. And I was getting really nervous about Kansas City here for a while. Thoughts were starting to creep into my head like, is, is is this Patrick Mahomes going to have to change up kind of the way he plays, what they do, the offensive scheme, what's going on, this is weird. And then they just put up 21 points on Washington, and Washington doesn't score in the second half. Patty Holmes, 32 for 47, 397 yards, two touchdowns, two interceptions. 
Darrell Williams, 21 carries, 62 yards, two touchdowns. Travis Kelsey, eight receptions, 99 yards, no touchdowns. Tyreek Hill, nine receptions, 76 yards, one touchdown. In the first half, I mean, Washington was getting great pressure on Patrick Mahomes, and that's what you got to do. You got to make him scared to make a mistake because this year he's made mistakes. Last year and the year prior, he's thrown up just crazy circus passes, and they've been completed. But this year has not been the same. It's it's not been the same magic. And I'm not saying he's not going to get there. It's a long season, guys. It's 17 games. But so far this season, that magic hasn't been there. But coming back and putting 21 points up on Washington, I, I mean, I know Washington's not good, but you can only you can only beat the team that's in front of you. So much like Green Bay, the Chiefs went into halftime, made some really good halftime adjustments, and came out and dominated their opponent. Tyler Heineke. 24 for 39, 182 yards, one touchdown, one interception. Uh, J.D. McKissick, I don't know why I can't say McKissick. Eight carries, 45 yards. Antonio Gibson, 10 carries, 44 yards. J.D. McKissick was also the leading rusher and the leading receiver with eight receptions, 85 yards. Scary Terry with only four receptions and 28 yards, no touchdowns. You got to do better, Taylor Hinkey. You got to do better. What does that put the Chiefs? Chiefs are still last in the AFC West. God, the West has got some great teams. AFC and, and, and NFC, the West has got some really great teams. Next game, the Minnesota Vikings improved to 3-3, three and three, win 34-28 to over the Carolina Panthers, who fall to 3-3. Three and three. Two irrelevant teams that we will probably not talk about once the playoffs roll around. <laughs> Kirk Cousins, 33 for 48, 373 yards, two touchdowns. Dalvin Cook, 29 carries, 140 yards, averaging 4.8 a clip, one touchdown. Adam Thielen, 11 receptions, 126 yards, one touchdown. And that one touchdown pass that Adam Thielen caught was in the very front right corner of the end zone, and I don't know how the hell he caught it and got two legs down or two feet down. That was amazing. That was really impressive. Sam Darnold. Continuing mediocrity, 17 for 41, 270 yards, one touchdown, one interception. Chuba Hubbard not doing terrible in replacement of um, Christian McCaffrey. My mind went blank. 16 carries, 61 yards, one touchdown for Chuba Hubbard, the old rookie. DJ Moore, five receptions, 73 yards, no touchdowns. Are either one of these teams, is Minnesota going to compete for a playoff spot, it's going to have to be wild cards. They're not beating Green Bay. Is Chicago good enough to compete with Minnesota for a playoff spot? I saw a lot of what I liked in Chicago this week, defensively and offensively. I saw a lot that I liked. Next game, we got Chargers and the Ravens. Man, I was so excited about this game. I thought this was going to be the best, most competitive game of the weekend, and I was sorely, sorely, sorely Sorely, sorely, severely, intensely let down. Los Angeles Chargers, six. Baltimore Ravens, 34. Chargers were four and one going into this game. Chargers were leading the AFC West going into this game. And they had no pulse. No pulse. Justin Herbert, 22 for 39, 195 yards, one touchdown, one interception. Justin Herbert was the leading rusher for the Chargers with 12 yards. Austin Eckler, 7 yards. Joshua Kelly, 7 yards. 
Keenan Allen had five receptions for 50 yards. Austin Eckler had four receptions for 48 yards. Lamar Jackson might be the most smooth-looking quarterback in the NFL right now. I don't know if there is another quarterback that I've seen this year, maybe Josh Allen for the Bills, that is as smooth as Lamar Jackson looks in the pocket. I mean, everything he does, is just it looks very effortless and smooth, and it's, it's, it's hard to put in words, but he just looks natural. And that defense for Baltimore, fly, they look fast. Baltimore's defense looks scary fast. I mean, every time, I mean, the Chargers couldn't run the ball. And every time Justin Herbert dropped back, he was getting hit. I'd love to see what the Chargers wide receiver's yak was in this game. I don't think it's a lot. Because, I mean, that defense was getting to it. Lamar Jackson, 19 for 27, 167 yards, one touchdown, two interceptions. I know that doesn't look impressive. But it, the way he commanded the field is smooth. I don't, I can't. Think of another way to put it. It's just smooth. Devontae Freeman, nine carries, 53 yards. Lamar Jackson, eight carries, 51 yards. Latavius Murray, nine carries, 44 yards. Le'Veon Bell, eight carries, 18 yards. This was and will be for the rest of the year a backfield of committee. uh, They had 38 carries, 187 yards, and three touchdowns. They've had so many injuries, Baltimore has in the backfield, it really is going to be a rotating cast of characters. It's We're going to play the hot hand, and we're going to roll with, you know, whoever's doing good at that point and whoever's fresh. Baltimore moves to 5-1. and one. Moving ahead of Cincinnati, the AFC North. Los Angeles tied with the Vegas Raiders at 4-2 and two right now, tied for first. Next game, oh, man. Once again, I thought this game was going to be good, but the injuries just... The Arizona Cardinals move to 6-0. I believe they're the last perfect team left in the NFL. Arizona 37, Cleveland 14. Kyler Murray, Kyler Murray 20 for 30. 229 yards, four touchdowns. James Conner, 16 carries, 71 yards. A.J. Green has a touchdown. Christian Kirk catches a touchdown. DeAndre Hopkins catches two touchdowns. I, man, I don't, I don't know what the Cardinals are. I don't, you know. I, I haven't watched a ton of Cardinal games. You don't go 6-0 in the NFL by mistake. I'll tell you that. That doesn't happen. But what are the Browns at this point? Kareem Hunt hurt. Chubb hurt. Odell Beckham, until this game, had like three targets all year. Baker Mayfield hurt. Their offensive line hurt. I mean, they have something like almost 30 people on their injury report this year or this week. Baker Mayfield, 19 for 28, two touchdowns, one interception. Kareem Hunt, 14 carries, 66 yards. Donovan Peoples-Jones, four receptions, 101 yards, and two touchdowns. Big game. Big game. Odell Beckham Jr. had his best game of the season this week. Five receptions, 79 yards. This Raiders team, or Raiders, this Browns team is loaded with talent. But if they can't stay healthy, you know, they don't have a shot at the playoffs. The Las Vegas Raiders take on Teddy Two Gloves up in Denver and come away with a win. Despite not having their head coach, apparently it didn't matter. Las Vegas moves to 4-2 and two with a 34-24 win over the Denver Broncos, who fall to 3-3. Three and three. Derek Carr, 18 for 27, 341 big yards and two touchdowns. Josh Jacobs, 16 carries, 53 yards. Kenyon Drake, 4 carries, 34 yards. Henry Ruggs third, three receptions, 97 yards and one touchdown. Uh, Brian Edwards had a pair of receptions for 67 yards. Darren Waller, five receptions, 
five receptions, 59 yards. Really spread it out. The Raiders really spread it out. Got it to all their weapons. Teddy Bridgewater, 35 for 49, threw it a ton. 334 yards, three touchdowns, three interceptions. Javante Williams, 11 carries, only 53 yards. Melvin Gordon, the third, 10 carries for 50 yards. I wonder if this is going to become a 1A and 1B backfield because this has seemed pretty even past couple of weeks with Javante Williams and Melvin Gordon. 11 carries, 10 carries, 9 carries, 8 carries, and the yards are pretty similar. I mean, it's good. It works for uh, it works for the Browns when Chubb and Kareem are healthy, and it works for Dallas when Tony and Zeke are healthy. Noah Fant, 9 receptions, 95, 97 yards, 1 touchdown. Cortland Sutton, 8 receptions, 94 yards, and 1 touchdown. Unfortunately, the Broncos fall. 3-3. Three and three. Vegas stays in second in that division. Next game, we got Geno Smith and the Seattle Seahawks versus the Pittsburgh Stellas. This one went into overtime. Seattle falls to 2-4, 20-3 against the Pittsburgh Steelers, who are now 3-3. Three three. I forgot this game was on, honestly. I, I didn't even watch any of this game. I keep forgetting Geno Smith is in the league. I mean, this this Geno Smith versus Ben Roethlisberger has to be a battle of the two oldest quarterbacks in the NFL right now, excluding Tom Brady, obviously. Geno Smith goes 23 for 32, 209 yards, one touchdown. Alex Collins, 20 carries, 101 yards, one touchdown for the Seattle Seahawks. DJ Metcalf, D, DJ, DK Metcalf, excuse me, talking about uh, somebody who's not even him. Six receptions, 58 yards, no touchdowns. Big Ben, 29 for 40, 229 yards, one touchdown. Najee Harris, can we talk for a second about how good Najee Harris has been this year? I know he was good in, in Alabama, and I expected him to become a good running back in the NFL, but I really did not expect him to have this sort of I, game. The start to his career, I guess, is, is what you could say, because of how bad that offensive line was for the Steelers last year. I mean, they, were, they were terrible. I mean, against the Seahawks, 24 carries, 81 yards. Denver, 23 carries, 122 yards. Green Bay, 15 carries, 62 yards. I mean, he's tied for third in the NFL right now in attempts at 102 and tied for eighth in yards. Now, the touchdowns haven't come. He's he's only had two touchdowns all year. But I've been impressed by Najee Harris this year. I've been pretty impressed. Deontay Johnson, nine receptions, 71 yards. Next game, our Monday night game, the Bills might be the best team in the AFC. I'm not sure. The Bills fall to the Tennessee Titans. I really thought the Bills going into this game were the best team in the AFC. And Derrick Henry just stiff-armed that idea right out of my head. Buffalo falls to 4-2. and two. Tennessee goes up to 4-2. and two. That puts them both leading their divisions at 4-2. and two. Both leading their divisions in divisions they shouldn't lose, in my opinion. Josh Allen, 35 for 47, 353 yards, three touchdowns, one interception. They just couldn't get it going on the ground, really. Devin Singletary, 27 yards. Josh Allen, 26 yards. Zach Moss, 24 yards. They really couldn't get it going on the ground. They couldn't get a lot of parity going. Emmanuel Sanders has five receptions for 91 yards. Stephon Diggs, nine receptions for 89 yards and a touchdown. Cole Beasley's unvaccinated ass, seven receptions, 88 yards, one touchdown. Tannehill for the Titans. Dude, just, just get it to your playmakers. Tannehill for the Titans is like C.J. Stroud for Ohio State. Just get it to your playmakers, dude. 18 for 29, 216 yards, no touchdowns, one interceptions. Derrick Henry, there is no reason 
a human being as big as he is should run as fast as he do. He does. It's just, it's inappropriate. It kills me. He hit like 28 miles an hour or something on one of his touchdown runs, that 76-yard touchdown run. <laughs> That's nuts. 20 carries, 143 yards, three touchdowns. A.J. Brown and Julio Jones playing together and healthy for the first time. Combined for 10 receptions and 120 yards. Or no, I'm sorry, 160 yards. I can't add. As long as they keep feeding the ball to Derrick Henry, and as long as he's healthy, Tennessee's going to be fine. Tennessee's going to be fine. They're, they're going to run away with that division. That is it for the week six wrap-up, guys. Let's take a real quick peek at the week seven look ahead. The Thursday night game tomorrow night, Broncos and Browns. I don't know who the Browns are going to start at any position because everybody is hurt. It is in Cleveland. It is going to be cold. It is going to be rainy. Cleveland is a two-and-a-half-point favorite. Give me the Broncos on the road. Give me the Broncos on the road in the upset. Washington travels to Lambeau to take on the Packers. Aaron Rodgers wins it. Green Bay is a nine-point favorite. I think they cover. There are some big lines. There are some big lines this week in the NFL. I think the Pack cover this. I think the Pack cover the nine. They get the win. I don't think uh, Washington's going to be able to put as much pressure on A.A. Ron as Chicago did. Chiefs travel to Nashville. And take on the first place, Tennessee Titans. Give me the Titans. KC is a five-and-a-half-point favorite on the road going to Tennessee. After the Titans just came off a big win against Buffalo, give me the Titans at home in the points. What are we doing? You're giving me an underdog at home, a division-leading underdog at home that just beat the Buffalo Bills that has Derrick Henry? You're doing that? This is easy money, guys. This is easy money right here. KC is five-and-a-half-point favorite. Give me Titans at home. Falcons travel to Miami to play the Dolphins. The one in five Dolphins that just unequivocally lost the battle for Florida. They lost to Tampa Bay two weeks ago. They lose to Jacksonville this week. Although the Jacksonville game wasn't in Florida, it was in London. So does that mean they lost it? I don't know. You decide. Falcons travel there. Falcons are two and a half point favorite. Give me the Falcons. Give me Matt Ryan and the Falcons to go into Miami and come out with the win. The J-E-T-S, Jets, 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 travel to Foxborough and take on New England. Give me, give me New England here. The Jets are terrible. I like Mac Jones a lot, and Bill Belichick's son freaks me the fuck out on defense. That guy is that guy is creepy. I want to see more of him. Is this a nationally televised game? It's a 1 o'clock on the CBS. I hope so. I hope uh, it might be Chiefs-Titans. I want to watch this game. Belichick's son is crazy, man. Belichick's son looks like he just did a line of coke before he came out there and started uh, coaching. Next 1 o'clock game, the Panthers travel to the East Rutherford, New Jersey to play the New York football Giants. Carolina is a three-point favorite here. I don't like anything the Giants are doing. Their best wide receiver, their quarterback, and their running back are either dinged up or out. I don't like anything the Giants are doing right now. Uh, give me Panthers on the road. and Give me the points. Give me, give me Panthers with the points. I think they cover. Bengals travel to Baltimore. This should be good, man. This is a 1 o'clock game, too? Damn it. Bengals travel to Baltimore to take on the Ravens. Joe Burrow, Joe Football, takes on Lamar Jackson. Baltimore's favored by six. I'm going to say Baltimore wins this. Give me the Ravens. The Ravens are going to win this. If you're going to bet the money line, give me Ravens. But they don't cover. 
give me Bengals in the points if you're a betting man. Ravens outright. Ravens win. Ravens win the money line, but I don't think they cover. I think the Bengals keep this close. Eagles travel to Las Vegas to play the racist Raiders or sexist Raiders or whatever the Raiders are now. Are we labeling them because their head coach is a, is a jackass? <laughs> Vegas is only a three-point favorite here. The Eagles do not look good. I, give me the Raiders. Give me the Raiders at home. And I think the Ravens cover here. Ravens cover here. Three-point favorite. Ravens cover. Oh, man. On on our – this – this oh, Jesus. These next two games. Wow. This is bad. I'm going to go over these next two games really quickly. The Detroit Lions travel to L.A. to play the Rams. L.A. is a 15-point favorite. L.A. wins and L.A. covers. The Lions suck. The Houston Texans travel to Glendale, Arizona to take on the undefeated Arizona Cardinals and Kyler Murray. Arizona is a 17-and-a-half-point favorite in the NFL. Cardinals win. Cardinals win, and they cover. Houston's terrible. Bears, another big line. Bears travel to Tampa to take on Thomas Brede and the rest of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Tampa Bay is a 12-and-a-half-point favorite. Tampa Bay wins this. I think the Bears stay close, though. Give me Bears in the points, but Tampa Bay wins this outright. I see Tampa Bay winning this by about nine. Colts, Sunday night. Colts got something going, guys. Don't look now. Colts got something going with the old home improvement star, Jonathan Taylor Thomas, at running back. Colts travel to Santa Clara, California. Sunday night, 8-20. Two and four Colts versus the two and three 49ers. 49ers are a four-point favorite. Give me the Colts on a road upset. Road upset, Colts. Give me. Monday night game, two backup quarterbacks. Jameis Winston, well, I guess Jameis Winston didn't technically have backup. <laughs> he plays like one. Give me, it's the Saints. The Saints travel to Seattle. Uh, Saints are a five-point favorite. I can't, I can't pick a Geno Smith-led team. I just can't do it. I can't pick a Geno Smith-led team. Give me the Saints. Give me the Saints on the road. Give me the Saints to cover too. Guys, that was our week, what week are we in? This is six? That was our week six preview, our week seven review uh, there will be an NCAA version of this podcast coming out soon. If anybody has any, you know, notion to want to listen to an NCAA podcast. Thanks, everybody, for sticking around, and we'll see you again next week.